I would like to acknowledge that this show is hosted on the lands of the Mississaugas of the Anishinaabe, the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, and the Wendat. I would also like to recognize the enduring presence of all First Nations, Métis, and Inuit peoples on this land. Hello and welcome back to the Maple Movies Podcast. It's your host Arjun speaking and I'm here to bring you the third episode. So um, you may have noticed this is not as long of a gap between the um, last episode, which is progress. So um, hope you all have been well. Um, I know this has probably been like two to three weeks uh, since the last episode. I'm working on trying to get it every other week. So not each week, every other week. So then I have uh, two weeks worth of content or two weeks worth of um, topics to have. So you all get a nice lengthy show to listen to. And um, it gives me a lot to talk about. And it just makes things a bit more engaging. And also um, a lot going on in life for everyone. Um, Hope everyone's good. And let's delve right into this. So this is going to be a bit of a longer show since we've got a lot of big news over the last two weeks about the biggest franchises and biggest films, TV shows, and pop culture. Um, We are in the midst of award seasons, and it's crazy to say that because we're in spring. So um, hope everybody's watching the Oscar films. I'm working on it. I've seen Trial of the Chicago 7 so far and Mank. But really, that's about it. So I've got to watch everything else before um, uh, next week, I believe, is the Oscars. So, um, yeah, let's delve right into the show. Over the last month and a bit, a big, big topic of discussion has been the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max. And um, I had the chance to watch it, and I'm going to break down my thoughts on the film. And overall... I just got to start off by saying, wow, I was wrong for sleeping on this movie. I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Zack Snyder's or um, Snyderverse with the DC films. I I rather enjoyed um, Batman vs. Superman, but I wasn't as big a fan of Men of Steel. But um, re-watching these films before um, the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League made me appreciate them a lot more. So I was a bit more on board uh, prior to watching this. And um, yeah, I've got to say at least in my opinion, and I think this is pretty universal. This film is a vast, vast, vast improvement on the theatrical theatrical cut of Justice League from 2017. Um, You can really tell that this is Zack's film because um, everything's directed differently. Even the little um, scenes that were stayed in the theatrical version work a lot better in the context and and in the whim of this film. And this is really just... I think I've just called this a superhero epic. That's what it is. It's a very long film, but it just never really drags because um, it gives you a lot of interesting character moments. But every character has a deep, emotional, compelling arc. And it really makes you care about these characters in a way that the theatrical cut couldn't in its short two-hour runtime where everything really just felt like um, the film was microwaved and not oven-baked, for lack of a better metaphor. And... uh, the CGI of this film and just the visual spectacle of it all. I wasn't expecting it to look this great. Um, sorry, look this great in a four-three aspect ratio. I haven't really seen a lot of films um, that uh, utilize the four-three aspect ratio, especially of this caliber and measure. Um, a huge blockbuster, huge superhero blockbuster, with lots of stunts and animation, and it re- it works really well. I was very pleasantly surprised. Like I thought, oh, this is gonna bug me. 
it's only a portion of the screen. But yeah, you can really tell why a lot of filmmakers, um, especially like Zach, someone who shoots his um, action sequences very uniquely in almost an anime style, um, anime-esque inspired, um, what am I going for here? Um, yeah, so he shoots action really well in this 4.3, and it really does make everything more appealing. And um, all the action in this, in the 4.3 aspect ratio, accompanied by the Tom Holkenberg score, is just phenomenal. The acting, um, I got to give a shout out to Ray Fisher. Um, Ray Fisher, I wasn't really wowed by his work in the 2017 uh, cut, but that's really evident with everything that's come out now. A lot of his scenes were cut, and it really shows. He is the emotional core. He's the emotional heart and center of this film, and he does a phenomenal job, and I'm really ashamed that we won't be able to see more of his cyborg in the future of the DC universe um, due to whatever's happening at Warner Brothers, which is just really dumb and um but yeah even ezra miller as the flash i wasn't a huge fan of ezra as the flash but yeah this film i'm a bit more on board to see ezra in the flash movie now and um it is really a shame that we won't be seeing a lot more of this uh snyderverse i believe that's the term for it snyderverse um after this because initially i wasn't too on board but after this yeah i'm completely sold this film was great, and the ending, um, spoiler alert, setting up Nightmare and everything as it does, and Martian Manhunter, and um, all these cool aspects for the future, like Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke is just here, and Jared Leto's Joker is just here, and Mara, and, uh, you know, we're talking about Harley Quinn not being around, and it's quite crazy. Um, so I would like to see more of Zack Snyder's vision for the DC Universe continued on HBO Max. Um, and yeah, uh, to conclude, I know that went to a lot of different places, but yeah, I would highly recommend checking out Zack Snyder's Justice League. There's a lot of great stuff. And um, if you're a DC fan, you're bound to enjoy it. There's a lot of great stuff like Darkseid, Desaad, Steppenwolf, a lot of cool stuff from the comics lore. And every character gets utilized quite well. The film is four hours long, so everyone does get their due diligence. It's a funnier film than I would have thought, um, considering the tone and nature of the other two Zack Snyder DC films, which is, it was welcome because it's not like um, 2017 cut where they were just uh, forcing humor in there for the force of making it, uh, sorry, for the purpose of making it a more generic comic book movie. It actually really works. Um, some lines, especially with Batman, I was really surprised as to how funny I found Batman in this. And yeah, it's four hours. It's a very epic film in every regard, every word and every sense of the word epic that that um, encompasses this movie and I would definitely recommend it and I'd like to see more while we're on the topic of DC films having just talked about Zack Snyder's Justice League um, there's been a lot of news in regards to the upcoming DCEU I believe that's still the right term for it I don't know if um, the preferred term is Worlds of DC or DCEU. It keeps flipping. I don't know, much like Warner Brothers' stance on the whole DCEU or Worlds of DC itself. So um, we got a new trailer, actually two new trailers for uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which is due out this April, sorry, um, no, August, on HBO Max and select theaters. I'm, I'm impressed. It looks like a very fun... Um, 
like um like they said in that feature it looks like a very fun 70s war film but with the humor of james gunn and that is um a perfect mix it's quite a perfect mix in my opinion um the first trailer or um excuse me the trailer that was first released online um i i liked it i wasn't wowed by it like there was some very funny stuff but i was never really wowed by it um king shark looks great um I really like the costumes. It looks very vibrant. Um, sorry, having every member of the squad have a different costume that is very vibrant in color is something that's already a huge improvement from the previous Suicide Squad film where they're all just in military gear and whatnot, like Rick Flagg. I barely even recognize Joel Kinnaman in this trailer, and that's really cool. And um, there was also another trailer that um, uh, premiered in theaters first with Godzilla versus Kong, but then it kept getting leaked, so then James Gunn released it. That trailer really sold me. That trailer really wowed me. Um, it had look uh, more of a serious um, action film type of vibe, which is it was less comedic, but it still had comedic elements. Which um, I'm not trying to hate on that previous trailer. It's still a great trailer, but personally, um, the second trailer did more for me in that regard. Um, so yeah, go to go check out both of the trailers and um, uh, comment or just. Uh, let me know what you prefer. You guys know the socials. Um, if not, I'll drop them at the end. And uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. And uh, yeah, so the Shazam slash Black Adam crossover verse. I'm not sure what to call it. Uh, New Line Cinemas and DC had a few casting updates. So Helen Mirren is going to join uh, Rachel Zegler as, I believe, the villain of Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Um Several casting grids have pointed towards the fact that they're casting three sisters, um, an, an oldest sister in their like, uh, seniority years, a younger sister, which will be played by Rachel Zegler, the older, older sister will be played by Helen Mirren, and they're still uh, searching for the middle sister. And the casting grid um, was looking for Eva Green slash Halle Berry type. So that's quite interesting. Um, it'll be fun to see those two wonderful actresses uh, do their part in the sequel, which I'm looking forward to quite a bit, and uh, really big casting from that uh, New Line Cinema's DC Universe is um, Pierce Brosnan of James Bond fame being cast as Kent Nelson, aka Dr. Fate in The Rock's Black Adam, which has a new release date of 2022, um, having moved out of December 2021 due to the COVID pandemic and everything. So um, that's quite a cool thing. And um, uh, Zatanna film was announced recently from Promising Young Woman director Emerald Fennell, but however, she says she's only writing it. There hasn't been any conversation of her directing it yet. And uh, in a similar regard, um, the static, uh, static Shock movie has found its writer in Reginald Hudlinson, I believe. That's his name. Um, yeah, who writ um, uh, Safety, which was uh, quite a nice little football film on Disney+. Plus. I, I'm a sucker for sports movies, so I really enjoyed that one. And on a more bumming note in terms of DC news, um, Ava DuVernay's New Gods and James Wan's Aquaman spinoff, The Trench, have been canceled. Uh, no word on why The Trench was canceled, but apparently New Gods was canceled because of uh, Darkseid appearing in Zack Snyder's Justice League. And for some reason, um, for a studio that has... Currently, three Batmans um, up and running by next year. Sorry, we'll have three Batmans up and running by next year. 
um, is incapable of letting uh, creators use two separate versions of Darkseid. Um, so that's a bit of a bummer. If it is a very talented uh, director, and um, Tom King, who's written the Mr. Miracle and New Gods comics in the past, was set to do the script for this one. So that was quite exciting. But unfortunately, um, that film is not happening as of now. Um, according to the trades, I believe Deadline broke that. Or Variety. Um, so yeah, one of the trades broke that. They said um, these projects are currently shelved, but they could um, they could happen later down the line with these filmmakers. But um, The Trench, I was really never thinking that was going to get off the ground anyway. I think that could have worked as an individual horror film on HBO Max, um, just with no connection to Aquaman, like some um, sailors go out and get caught in the trench or something. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to piggyback off the success of The Lighthouse on that one or just the success of Aquaman in general. But I'm not too bummed about the trench getting canceled. Uh, let me know if you guys are. But New Gods, um, that would have been kind of similar to Eternals, so I thought they were going to do that, um, piggyback off the inevitable success of Eternals. But looks like they're not going to, and that's a bit of a bummer. To step away from blockbuster franchises, um, a new, newer, up-and-coming franchise has found a new home for its two sequels, and that would be Knives Out. I'm not sure if... Okay, let's not call it the Knives Out franchise, because none of the original characters from the first, besides... Um, Benoit Blanc, played by Daniel Craig, is returning. So let's call this the Benoit Blanc franchise, I sh should suppose, or the Ryan Johnson murder mystery, but Benoit Blanc works better. Um, so the Benoit Blanc franchise um, had a very good first outing with Knives Out, which was um, one of the biggest original films of 2019. Um, huge critical and commercial hit, and director Ryan Johnson and um, actor Daniel Craig will be back for two sequels, two and three, um, and they have found their home at Netflix for a whopping acquisition of $450 million. So that's huge, huge, um, huge win for Netflix there. Huge win for everyone because now um, in this, it's kind of sad to see though, because um, in this current um, post-COVID era, it's going to show that these um, smaller franchises of um, just like, you know, your average murder mystery film uh, won't make a lot in theaters or like won't be able to survive in theaters so um it's good that the, uh, these two films will have their due but it's sad that um uh they won't be theatrical experiences because um if i'm being quite honest that first knives out um knives out was a great theatrical experience um i really enjoyed going to see it and it was very refreshing to have something in the theater that a lot of people were seeing that wasn't um a sequel or a reboot and I'm not trying to knock sequels or reboots here i love them just as much as the next person but um it's nice to have the originality, but um, I'm happy for Ryan Johnson. Um, it's always good to get uh, more movies from him. Um, people have their opinions about him. I personally think he's one of the best filmmakers of that we have right now in Hollywood. Um, so I'm very excited to see more of that from him. And it's kind of cool to see um, Daniel Craig finding a suitable franchise for him um, post-Bond. So something that's uh, less physical because we all know how much he complains about... Um, well, I mean, rightfully complains about uh, all his injuries that he's um, obtained during his long tenure as that uh, British spy. And um, so this is nice for him to find something um, on his footing. And I hope uh, Lakeith Steinfeld can, um, sorry, Lakeith Steinfeld can um, come back as, um, gosh, I forget his name. 
Detective Elliot, I believe it was, from the first film, have um, Craig, um, Lakeith, and whoever played uh, Trooper Wagner um, from the first film come back and be these recurring um, leads among this uh, series. And um, I'm quite excited. Um, quite excited to see more of this murder mystery, but as done at a really good level. So. Well, so far we've already talked about one big film that's premiered on HBO Max recently, and guess what? There was another one, and that would be Godzilla vs. Kong, which is the conclusion, dot, 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 of Legendary and um, Warner Brothers' Monsterverse, self-titled Monsterverse, which has consisted of Gareth Edwards' Godzilla in 2014, Jordan Roberts' Kong Skull Island from 2017, Michael Doherty's uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters in 2019. And this one is Adam Wingard's Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, this came out on March 31st, I believe. Yeah, on HBO Max and um, certain PVOD locations across the globe and also theaters. Um, I watched it on PVOD since there is no HBO Max here. And I've got to say, this is probably my second favorite of the MonsterVerse so far. I think Kong Skull Island just barely um, nudges it out. I think this is, um, yeah, sure, you can criticize it for being, you know, a dumb monster movie, but that's what it is. It's a dumb monster movie. It doesn't try to be something too serious. Um, one thing that um, this MonsterVerse has been criticized for is its lack of interesting human characters and overabundance of the uninteresting human characters. I feel like this one, it didn't have as many, like, there, there were a lot of human characters, yeah, and you could argue that the monsters don't have a lot of screen time. I mean, that's fair. But when they do show up, it's quite great. And I feel like this is a better paced uh, movie than King of the Monsters and uh, the first Godzilla in that regard. Um, but yeah, it's a blast of a movie. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I didn't take it too seriously because, yeah, you, every, I think everyone's there for big monkey fights, big lizard and CGI explosions and... The fights, uh, specifically, they did a really good job of uh, choosing the right scale um, of Godzilla and Kong. Like, uh, they both feel massive. Like, there's times when Kong feels a little small, but Godzilla always feels massive, even if he is a little bit underused in this movie. Um, this is mainly Kong's movie, I should say that. Well, Godzilla's had two, Kong's had one, so this is kind of like um, how Captain America Civil War is more of an Avengers movie than it is a Captain America movie. Um, so, yeah, but Kong, Kong uh, shares, he shares the screen time, but he also does get quite a bit of it. And um, I did like how they brought in some mythology aspects into the plot of this movie. It wasn't, it, like, I kind of wanted, um, sorry, no, I kind of got the impression from the trailers that it was going to be a little bit of a MacGuffin hunt that would lead to a big fight. And in a way, it sort of was, but... Um, yeah, it was. Um, I like the addition of the mythology into the plot. I feel like that's something that the previous monster movies were missing. It was more like military reacts to whatever big monster does and try to track movement. Um, whereas this one, it was just um, a bunch of independent parties of people trying to figure out, um, hey, where's this kaiju going, and what is he going to do? And um, but yeah, it's a gloriously dumb fun movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, my full review is up on Letterboxd, which I will link in the Twitter page um, if you want to read my full thoughts. But yeah, I believe that um, if you got HBO Max, do give this a watch because it is under two hours. And it's just a good, dumb, fun way to escape uh, the current 
uh, perils and uh, dullness of this era. Um, but yeah, oh, forgot to mention, uh, I want to give a shout out to Brian Tyree Henry. He is fantastic in this film. This film is actually very funny. It's a lot funnier than I expected. The jokes do land, at least they did for me. Um, it's a lot funnier than the previous MonsterVerse. Um, well, intentionally funny, not unintentionally funny. Like um, the uh, <laughs> Vietnam War stereotypes of uh, soldiers in movies for, that were copied in um, Skull Island, which, yeah, th- those were funny. They worked. But th- these are like intentional jokes, and I did find it funny. But, yeah. Um Great spectacle film, good um, quote-unquote popcorn film or quote-unquote fast food film, as a lot of people like to call it. So yeah, I would uh, recommend Godzilla vs. Kong. It's a very fun one. I would like to see more of the MonsterVerse. A big um, Hollywood sequel, or I should say prequel, actually, because that's what it is, um, that lots of people are looking forward to is Marvel's upcoming Black Widow film which, um, as we learned this past week, uh, would be heading to Disney Plus Premier Access and theaters on July 9th, um, which was the spot they previously had in place for their Shang-Chi film, which has um, since moved to September 3rd. And um, a lot of fans have been clamoring for this for a while, and I'm glad I'll be finally, a lot of people, including me, yeah, are um, glad that this movie is finally going to be able to be released somehow because... Um, uh, it's one of the most. It was one of the most anticipated films of 2020. Wow, that hurts to say that we're no longer talking about 2020. 2020 is just gone as a blur. Wow. Anyway, um, yeah. So that was a big development that happened recently, and um, I think um, this after. Well, yeah. Um, this announcement came quite shortly after um, a lot of the trades and a lot of journalists were saying. Um, how overwhelming the viewership for the first two episodes of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier was. So I think that probably played a factor into um, moving this film to Disney Plus under the Premier Access section. And, um, well, it's it's good to know. It's, it's just a good feeling that blockbusters are back. They're back. It seems like this summer is finally going to be the summer um, F of, you know, some sort of normalcy amongst the theatrical experience because last year, like they, they really tried to make it work at least like, okay, we'll have this small little slate of like Tenet, Wonder Woman, Mulan, um, you know, SpongeBob in the summer. And unfortunately, yeah, that backfired quite uh, tremendously, but it's all things are looking up for um, a return to a blockbuster filled summer this summer. And um, that's quite an exciting, quite an exciting concept. So we've got, um, oh gosh, yeah. So we've got Fast and Furious, um, which has moved back um, a little bit into the June-July spot. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be another major one alongside Black Widow. That's going to drive people back into the theaters. And um, the Suicide Squad will be there in August, as will Free Guy. So, and a lot of other films, like... Um, even earlier this year, so like Mortal Kombat is next, uh, not next week, but in two weeks from hopefully when you guys are listening to this, um, hopefully it's soon after I record this, which is um, the 5th, I believe, of April. So, um, but yeah, it's everything's looking up and it's quite exciting that um, once everybody's vaccinated or a good portion of people are, we'll be back in theaters. 
And that will be it for this week's uh, episode of Maple Movies Podcast. So yeah, uh, it's um, this episode was a bit longer than last week, but uh, hopefully um, as this podcast eventually develops with um, more listenership, um, I believe listenership is the right word, right word. Um, yeah, so hopefully we can get some longer episodes out soon, but I'm proud of this. Um, this is a bit longer than last time, not as long as the first one. I'll admit, but it's longer than the last one, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. And um, please uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Maple Movies Podcast. Um, follow us on Anchor. Subscribe um, here, the home of Maple Movies Podcast. We're also on uh, Stitcher Podcast, um, bo- uh, Podcast Box, or whatever it's called. Um, I <laughs> just completely drinking, but yeah, Google Podcast, Spotify. Um, please be sure to recommend to your friends. And family, um, if you're enjoying, please do um, be sure to comment on um, wherever you're listening to. And please let me know what you'd like to see um, on this podcast moving forward. And um, hope you all are doing well. Hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, I'll see you guys next time.